I'm a little sick, but I will uh, attempt to do this uh, trilobi. See, I am uh, I'm in the finishing stages of editing the uh, the proper episode of the podcast number 129. That should be up tomorrow afternoon during lunchtime. Um, when I say tomorrow, I actually mean Tuesday. So you should probably should probably be up by the time you hear this even. So anyway. Uh, real quick, what I've been playing, I just got finished reviewing uh, Dragon Ball Evolution on Friday. Um, it is the fighting game based on the live-action movie based on the manga, and it's pretty bad. Uh, I mean, it's not like the utmost uh, depths of terrible, but you know, it's when you consider that two games that came out two years, three years ago, are better than it and offer more than it, those being the Shin Budokai games for PSP, there really is no reason to go out and uh, waste your soul on DBE. Um, I have a video that I will put up in my blog soon, I'll have time to edit it, of me getting through three characters on the hardest difficulty level uh, in the arcade mode just by pressing the square button. Uh, I'm not exaggerating. Uh, I got through the first three characters. So, yeah, that, that's pretty ridiculous. Um, add to the fact that it's like... I mean, think about it this way. Street Fighter, the movie, the game, at its core, the fighting engine wasn't 100% terrible. But it had characters that you didn't care about, special moves that didn't feel the right way. Um, it looked like crap. Uh, and it's like... Uh, where's Vegeta? Where's Trunks? Where is uh, Son Gohan? They're not there, right? Well, that's because this is based on the real-life movie, and it's nobody's, it's not the developer's fault, you know, because they're restricted to it, but in the end, the end product is what it is, and, you know, if it's bad, the bottom line is it's bad, so do not buy that game, do not play that game, unless you really, 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 really must have some kind of Dragon Ball fix that's different than the cartoon cell-shaded ones, uh, and trust me, you don't want to play this, though. Um, but... I will say that as a fighting game, it was more fun to review than Lux Pain. Um, it's funny because I got a, um, you know, people always like to complain about reviews. I used to do it too. Everybody does. And, uh, you know, somebody on the Game Facts board was like, LOL, this guy didn't play past the first chapter. And I'm like, yeah. And I pretty much cited stuff from chapters 17 and 18 that you wouldn't know about unless you played through those chapters. I'm like, so I could have, you know, mentioned the design flaws in those areas, but I didn't. I wouldn't know about that if I didn't play past chapter one, would I? I, I, I hate stuff like that. It's like, um, you can kind of uh, see sometimes where some reviews are like, well, I, you know, they, they don't really mention anything past the opening chapters. I could cite one right now, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, uh, you know, throw any barbs at anyone's way. But like, I certainly didn't. I certainly made sure to mention stuff that was seen past the first chapter, past the fifth chapter. But Anyway, just some fanboys grumping about the score. Uh, I used to be one, so no ill will. Uh, that, that's how it goes when you write shit. Um, but uh, I don't expect anybody to, to jump to a Dragon Ball Evolution's defense. <laughs> oh, that game is such shit. Um, but I I uh, tried to start Final Fantasy Tactics A2, uh, and I stopped just because, you know, why should I be starting a new game? we got plenty of old ones to finish. Um I brought Kirby's Cabinet's Curse with me because I'm I'm this close to beating the game. I'm maybe like an hour away, so I might as well just push through it and beat it. I don't know what's been taking me so long with that, but um, what else have I been playing? I haven't actually really been playing very much. Um, I will say that 
after um, experiencing the horror that is DBE, Dragon Ball Evolution, I was like, let me unearth my old uh, Japanese Super Famicom carts of uh, Dragon Ball Z Butoden 2 and 3. Those are two games that I got when I visited Taiwan uh, when I was in 8th and 10th grade, respectively. Um, those weren't very good either, but they they were fun at the time, and they have certain charms that, you know, that still kind of... Uh, that, that I still kind of like. Maybe it's nostalgia, but um, it, it it's it's got a really really shallow um, core fighting engine. You can't really pull off any combos. Um, but, I mean, they're, they're, they're the classic thing is, like, you're flying around and you're throwing shit at each other with key, and it's like it devolves into a fireball-throwing match, which is, you know, pretty much what, you know, Dragon Ball superficially is from a, um, just from a pass- passers-by standpoint. I mean, yes, they they do a lot more... Th- they do a lot more than just throw fireballs at each other, but, you know, it's most commonly known for that, and people, I'm sure, like to throw big fireballs around in Dragon Ball games, and that, that's what it gives you, um, and it doesn't look, like, all realistic, um, I did, uh, I did give, uh, GT a shot again, and boy, that game is terrible, so I just went back to Batoden, um, but yeah, uh, if you really are looking for a PSP Dragon Ball game, just by um, Shin Budokai or Shin Budokai, uh, whatever the second one's called, which is just a remix, but, you know. Uh, I saw it on Amazon. I saw Shin Budokai 1 for 17 bucks versus the $40 that you'll pay for Evolution. Uh, yeah, no, no. Don't bother. Just go for the old one. Um, so, yeah, there's that. That's what I've been playing. And this is going to be really short in terms of the games part because I just haven't been playing much. Um, but now that I've sent them my review, hopefully this week I'll get to finish Kirby's Canvas Curse, talk about that. Uh, we might discuss a little bit of um, And Yet It Moves uh, off of Steam uh, on the podcast uh, next week because everybody's going to be downloading that and playing that. Um, I know Al, uh, Slunks, and uh, Pete want to discuss a little bit of um, Braid, so you can look forward to that. Um, let me tangent then into uh, basketball, just because I feel like it. Uh, San Antonio is currently beating the shit out of Dallas uh, by 20 points, and nothing could make me happier, uh, except for maybe the Lakers losing tomorrow or whenever else they play. Um, the Lakers and the Jazz are two of my most hated teams, but I kind of want the Lakers to fall first. Um, I, Kobe Bryant is uh, arguably the best player in the league. Um, I say arguably because... Um, you know, there, there are two or three people at the top there, but at the same time, you can't deny what he does. Uh, a lot of my hatred for some teams is just irrational. I just don't want to see the Lakers win. Um, and I'm kind of rooting for the Bulls. Yeah, you know, I, I have a nostalgic uh, fandom for them. Not an unrealistic one, mind you, but nostalgic. You know, I don't think they're really going to go anywhere this year in the playoffs. But the fight that they showed in Game 1 is, is really, like, it was really nice to see out of a young core of guys. And I supported them during the whole Ben Gordon, Tyson Chandler, Eddie Curry. Um, well, actually, I think Curry was gone, man. I can't remember too well. I'm sick. But when Ben Gordon took them on that playoff run, when you had Gordon and Deng, like, I liked that team. And... To see them inexplicably fall apart a couple of years ago, I don't know what happened there, um, but it looks like they're back, and I'm happy to see it. Uh, Derek Rose is uh, that that kid is for real. Uh, I, wow! Uh, if anybody saw Game One, even Game Two, yes, he only had ten points, but he had it. He otherwise had otherwise had an efficient game, and you don't really see that out of players who were coming out of school as freshmen, all right, and making the leap into the league. I mean, yes, well seasoned. Um, 
well-seasoned college players, you know, three or four years in the college game, and um, and and they have championship experience. Derrick Rose went to the went to the uh, national championship round once, and then he automatically went to the league. And just what he's done is is nothing short of amazing. So hats off to him. Um, I as far as Cleveland goes, um, I like LeBron James. I like him a lot. I think that everyone who's crowning him as, uh, you know, one of the most fantastic people out there, the kid has skills. Um, he is really, really good. And yes, he is arguably also at the, you know, best in the league today. I, I see some articles and implications that he's already one of the finest ever in history. Um, a lot of the times I have to say, let them show their medal in the championship court. Uh, I know they lost, I know he basically carried like a team of nursery schoolers to the finals against San Antonio, and that was amazing. But, you know, you really kind of have to solidify that by winning a ring at the very least. Um, and if, if he, here's the weird thing about it, if he doesn't do that, he'll still be one of the best players in the league. Uh, in the couple past couple of years and four years to come, um, but if he does do that, he'll catapult himself into. I think he'll catapult himself really highly, and and here's why. Um, I'm pretty sure that the Lakers are going to reach the finals. I don't want that to happen, but I am pretty sure, as my friend Chris would say, uh, he would mention endless times in an email how much he hated that the Lakers got Pau Gasol. Um, well, I do too, but you know, them's the breaks. That's what's happened. Um, and they have such a goddamn force that, you know, you put that entire team against what Cleveland has. It's LeBron and just, you know, a bunch of people. Mo Williams is, is not Scottie Pippen yet. He's good, but he's not Scottie Pippen yet. So it's like, you, you it, put it this way. Just look at the rosters. If LeBron carries that team to a victory, a championship victory, that's that's got to be a feat. Just like when he took his team of, like, nursery schoolers to the finals in general. That, that's huge. Um, but, uh, one thing I am sad that Shaq is not in the playoffs. I, I was a hater for God, I don't know how many years. And then when he finally left the Lakers, see, it's a ra- it's all irrational, but when he left the Lakers, I started to appreciate what he has done throughout his entire career. Uh, how do you go watch him, watch him have a three-peat and watch him dominate the game, hate him, and then finally like him when he's off the Lakers, you know, that, that, that's irrational. And I recognize that. So that's the kind of stupid fan that I am. Anyway, so there's basketball, um, and if you didn't like that, oh well, I don't care. Um, I'm going to move on to answer some mailbag questions. In fact, only one mailbag question from Edu about 24. You have been warned, if you did not watch 24 this week, if you did not watch it last week, if you do not watch it, period, you will turn off this trilobite right now in about 10 seconds. I'm giving you 10 seconds. 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4... Three, two, one. All right, spoiler alert. Here is Edu's letter. He says, hey, got to watch that episode yesterday. He's talking about last week, um, episode 18, in which um, somebody is revealed as bad um, and, and and kills um, a certain uh, FBI uh, head of whatever. Uh, if you know what I'm talking about, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you shouldn't be listening to this part anyways. Says, got to watch the episode yesterday. I kind of enjoyed seeing his reversal up to a point at first, but I can agree with you that it will get cliched if there's indeed a standoff in the last episode. 
bringing a character like, and I'm just going to say the name right now because, again, you should not be listening to this if you don't watch it. Bringing a character like Tony back from the apparent dead as an apparent bad guy to then turn him good made it an interesting bit of story to follow, especially for fans of past seasons like you and me. I also enjoyed seeing Kim Bauer back, and while she was a bit annoying in past seasons after the first and her omission from the show, based upon the simple premise of her being mad at Jack for her mother's death, those troubles with her boyfriend or whatever, was really far-fetched. I will have a comment on this after I finish the letter. Seeing them tie up all the loose ends and affecting the fact that they wasted time, and that time is something Jack doesn't have. Seeing that he's dying at the moment, of course he won't die, they'll find a cure, freeze him in carbonite, transfer his soul to another body, whatever. But at the moment, he is dying and regretting a lot what happened. It'll be an interesting show next week to see the results of what happened with Tony. Not sure much will happen from Larry's death. Hell, they killed Bill and I didn't even candle was lit. But yeah, what will Tony do with that last canister? I can guarantee it'll take six hours, the most, for us to find out. All the best, Edu. Um, glad for the feedback. Uh, agree with most of uh, most of the points you made. Uh, there's one thing, though, uh, that um, that I'm not going to agree on, and that's that the, her, the reasons for her absence are far-fetched. No, if you... If you examine those reasons, first of all, they fit completely in line with what's happened. Um, you saw it in season two. She was already trying to distance herself from Jack because every time that she saw him, she thought of her mom. That is a direct quote from the season. You will go back and you'll re- you'll you'll watch it and you'll see. Uh, but yeah, that 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 is not out of character. Um, she you know she is kind of she was kind of an immature person uh, in the first couple of seasons, and you know that 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 goes on. Um, Season four, she was absent, whatever. I mean, here's the bottom line. Um, there's not all that much you can do with Kim Bauer's character um, and make it not, like, kind of stretching it. Her entire storyline in season two was really dumb, okay? She's running away from her boss whose child she babysits because he's apparently some crazy murderer, okay? And then she runs into a cougar, and then she runs into Johnny Drama from freaking uh, uh uh entourage okay who's got a thing for her and who has like canned beans and franks and beans in the basement because he's awaiting the apocalypse okay that they wrote it really well because it's, it's it was dramatic and it was suspenseful but like if taken at face value that storyline was stupid so you there's only so much you can do with her and not stretch it i mean she was an integral part of season one she didn't really have to be there in season two although it made for some great moments and Basically, they, they made the smart choice by saying, you know, we don't have to force her character into season four. So we'll just let it be fine. She'll be happily, you know, living with Chase in, in you know, Visalia. I think they, they said it, either Visalia or some other V city in, 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 um, in California. And that's fine. You also have to remember that this show happens one day at a time. So, I mean, throughout the life of Jack Bauer or whatever, you could, you could imagine them seeing each other like on a Tuesday, but the show just happens to happen on a Wednesday when she's not involved. So that's not far fetched. Then you get to season five where she comes in briefly and, um, you know, he is basically, presumed dead at the end of season four okay he doesn't say a word to his daughter and of course it's for her own good that he doesn't communicate with her but you know when you're how old is she at that point maybe maybe early 20s and you know you lost your mother you just came to grips with that started working for her father and then you know start living your life thinking everything's right and then boom you learn that you know he's uh, he's disappeared he's gone or he's dead or something like that how do you feel you know he doesn't talk to you he doesn't say anything to you um and then all of a sudden you find out that he is alive and he's back, you know, working for CTU after everything that's happened. And like you're sitting there, you're, you're, you're 
your boyfriend has left you, um, you're, you're depressed, you have nobody to, to lean on, you were suicidal, and then, you know, you, you get to the point where you turn to, to, to your shrink, who happens to be a pederast, because he was, like, 90 years old when he started going out with Kim, for help, and, like, you, you know, you see him, and, yeah, you're gonna be mad. I mean, to be honest, you know, they were planning to have Chase come back in season five, but I think some scheduling conflicts or he said he didn't want to do it or whatever. So they wrote in this Barry guy. But that doesn't change the fact that her absence from season four is understandable and that her absence from most of season five is also understandable. OK, remember, you got to remember how, 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 how many years passed here. OK, and then she's not in season six because of what happened in season five. I mean, if you're Jack Bauer, shit happens around you. And, you know, you push your daughter to the edge like that. And maybe not intentionally, of course. But you push your daughter, and San Antonio won, yes. You push your daughter to the edge like that. Yeah, she's, she's going to have, you know, some some conflicting emotions about how to deal with you. Um, and I mean, James Heller said it himself in season six. Jack is cursed. Everything that he does, terrible things happen. So, you know, it, again, it's understandable that, you know, this character that really doesn't need to be written in every season in the first place uh, is feasibly gone. I mean... Would you really rather them have said Kim's in the bathroom today? She's sick. She's at the doctor's office because she has like, uh, I don't know, food poisoning because she ate some bad sushi. Okay. I mean, do you want something as 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 normal and as boring as that, or something that is, yes, more dramatic, but also quite legitimate given what's happened to the characters in the show? So no, her reasonings are not far fetched. Um, they're legitimate. They make sense with the characters and what's happened throughout the entire series. And, I mean, it's better to have, at the worst case scenario, it's better to have that than have her unnecessarily written in and doing far-fetched stuff in general, like running from a cougar in Season 2. So that's just, that was my only point of contention here. Uh, this week's episode, actually, let me pull up, a, pull up an email that I sent to my friend Dave, who is also a fellow fanatic about my likes and dislikes of the episode. Uh, we're both of the opinion that so far the season had gone 18 for 18 by this point. There's not one episode that either of us really disliked or really had huge issues with. Um, I am nitpicky about some certain things, but that didn't destroy my enjoyment of any episode. Um, so here's what I liked about this episode. The reveal of Kim's family, like the the, the husband and the, and, the, and the daughter. It's funny because the husband picks up the phone and I say, who the hell is this douchebag? But, you know, that was only a... That was only reactionary because, like, he looked like, you know, like some 17-year-old kid on, like, a, like a teeny bopper show. But, and, yeah, that was good that they – it was really touching. It, it, it lent to some heaviness in the episode to show that, you know, yes, Jack now has a granddaughter. And, yes, it would – wouldn't it suck if he knew that he had a granddaughter and had to spend the last few hours knowing that he would leave behind not only Kim but her new love, husband, lover boy, and the daughter. I mean, that, 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 that hurts. So, um I kind of like that heaviness there. Um, I like the scene where Hodges basically asks that, that military dude, he's like, how did my men perform in the field? The guy says they perform very well. And he was like, you just made my day. And then he commits a suicide. You know, it, it, up until now, I wasn't really a huge fan of John Voight's performance. Um, he's kind of the mustache twirling, finger tenting, he, 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 he kind of villain. Like, And his acting just wasn't that great. And the way he was written was kind of one-dimensional. This kind of shows a more human side of him. Like, yeah, he was power hungry, but he also um, he also felt like his company was his baby. It wasn't just about the power, but also like his namesake, his name and his legacy, and you know this company that he built from the ground up. Like, like I said, it's his baby, and he's he's happy to 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 die knowing that you know it 
served its purpose well for for the most part at least um i like that they kind of outed tony's little bad guy network um i don't necessarily like that he's all sinister and i'll get to that in a second but i like that they said all right well it's not it's all these people above him and he's not necessarily the mastermind he's just doing he's probably just doing this for some cash and he wants to get out of here um we don't know yet if, how mastermindy he is. We'll see. But for now, I mean, I'm okay with that, except for what I'm about to talk about after the good. Um, another thing that I liked is I, I like how Jack picked up on, you know, dude, why the fuck aren't you looking at your little radar? Why don't you check the status of your other FBI agents? That's how they caught Galvin's or whatever the hell the guy's name is who set off the C4. I, I like that he noticed that. I have a gripe with that as well, though, uh, when I talk about the bad. Um, I also kind of like the stealth murder that they borrowed from Michael Clayton when they killed the lawyer. They just sprayed her with something, and then they they, they injected her between her, her digits uh, this time on her hand. There's something about that that was kind of cool. Like Not that killing anybody's cool, but just the way that scene went out. Um, I like how you know the writers pretty much, although Hodges ends up being just kind of like a, a Michael Amador from Season 3 or whatever that Russian guy's name in Season 5 was, the guy who plays Roman Lampkin in Battlestar Galactica, those are basically, they, their bosses come to them and like, you you are not permitted to use this for personal use, and then they kill him. Like, I like that that Hodges got that huge of a role that he got to kind of play that out for a long time, and he was a major part of it, instead of just like, oh, two or three episodes, and he's, then he's gone. Um, and that's, um, that's, what I, that's what sticks out for the likes. The dislikes... Again, to address the whole FBI not noticing the uh, the trackers on each of their agents thing and, and the fact that the bad guy had his tracker was way off in the corner, the FBI, I'm, I can imagine, don't, doesn't hire truly stupid people, at least not tactically. I mean, you, come on. How come he's always the only – and I know it wouldn't be a television show if Jack wasn't the hero, but – you know, so, sometimes something's got to give, you know, why doesn't anybody else notice this type of stuff? Why doesn't anybody else notice that? Isn't it just kind of weird that this guy is off on his own and, he, and he's in pursuit and, he, and and we haven't checked him and why isn't he in the building with the rest of them? I mean, come on. Um, then I don't like that Tony's lost his compassion. I mean, he was compassionate with Moss when he killed him, but he was just like, look, I'm sorry. I, I you know, I, I don't want to do this, but I have to. But then when, when he sees Jack, Jack convulsing and he holds out the pouch of medication, he's like, you're looking for this? Really? Come on. That's like traditional cliched bad guy. I would have rather him kind of looked at him convulsing and, you know, thought about for a second, start to unzip the bag, take a step back, blink a little bit, and then just, you know, blink it and uh, zip it back up and hide it. It's like, no, I'm sorry. I can't help you. That shows more compassion. That shows more of what Tony, uh, of the Tony that we are kind of, that we kind of like more. And I don't like that he was just completely like, you're looking for this. I didn't want to hurt you. I'm sorry. Get this man a medic. And then he walks away. You know, he should have more compassion. Um, I, I would have liked to see a little bit more of President Taylor, but, you know, can't always have everybody in every episode. So, you know, I'll, I'll deal with that. Um, I just I, I just also kind of think it sucks when the guy iced the paramedic. I mean, like, just knock him out, time up, let him live. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, I also didn't like that... Um, the the FBI genocide when Tony's like place C4 in the building and kill them all. I again that was more of the compassion thing. It's just like really you know do you really want it to turn into the finger tinting villain? Um, I'm still confident that they could play this off well, but just that whole that whole thing just didn't sit with me right. It's like you know he showed he really didn't show any remorse if you look at it again. Maybe I gotta watch it again uh, when I get back home, but he really didn't show any remorse. It's just like that that's not. It's it's not as deep and it's not as 
you know, it, it's so one-dimensional or two or whatever. Um, so anyway, that's what I liked and disliked about this episode. I still enjoyed it for the most part, so <coughs> I'm going to call it 19 for 19 so far. And whoa, look at this. I'm at the 24-minute mark. Isn't that awesome? Mr. Chupon signing off. Send messages to the mailbag. If you want to talk about stuff I talked about in Trilobite, please make sure to mark it spoiler alert so that other people looking at the mailbag don't look at it. Um, if you want to talk about the NBA, that's fine as well. I always like a good basketball talk. And that's it from me. Peace. <laughs>